to the ether today is sunday december 12th 2021 this was a space hosted by crypto money life about the whale ido on luna let's take a listen careful deciding what to do with this i think uh ryan mentioned yesterday that or the day before sometimes these things you know you think you're getting in um you know uh you're waiting for the absolute bottom and then, you know, of course, you know, price can shoot up and, um, you know, after the coins fully listed, but then you have other times when you buy in too early and then you kind of like ride some, you know, catastrophic wave down. So it is a really tricky price discovery, um, but probably safer because everyone's automatically cautious versus, you know, when you have the usual pump and dump with uh, new IDOs with low liquidity. So, it's an interesting mechanism. Um, what was your takeaway from what uh, uh, Howard uh, mentioned about the the future of the the protocol? Like, what what was your takeaway on whale? Well, yeah, on whale. Yeah, like, what's what are your what are the features that you think are going to be cool, or what are your what are you interested in? Uh, I'm interested in just seeing it in action. You know, I'd I'd like to see some data of how it performs um you know it like i was saying earlier before you on i i think all these luna tokens are undervalued at this point just because there's none of that outside centralized exchange liquidity um you know and the discussion was all all these luna tokens are just dropping because people are selling them swapping them for luna and you know this is the first initial decks offering i believe we've seen offered like this on luna so there in my eyes there is going to be opportunity here to get whale at its cheapest price um outside of you know just the star terra ido or whatever um what what was the price of the star terra ido i'm not sure um i haven't really messed with the star terra too much um you know i i suspect too you know, some of the sell pressure for the various coins may have something to do with the fact that people tend to leverage on Anchor to get them. So when they, in their, in people's eyes, you know, they're looking at the cost to borrow and then they're looking at the eventually payback of their borrow. And a lot of people figure, I'm presuming that, you know, they're, they're getting coins, but then they are planning on selling a portion of the those coins at profit for paying off their borrow at least so leverage typically creates a a sell pressure at some point down the line um that uh you know it's not just like leverage on centralized exchanges that creates this pressure um that's why you sort of have to kill leverage periodically otherwise you end up with you know these situations where 
you can't get the coin price just doesn't climb later. But I, I was still, you know, based on what Howard was saying yesterday, I think they're still working on um, sort of the different our possibilities in the background. And he was kind of taking notes about some of our ideas. But um, initially, I think their version one is simply going to be the ARB of the UST peg. Um, other ARBs like Luna B Luna or maybe like the Mirror Protocol arbitrages, things of that nature. Um, are uh still sort of yet to come i think so um the, they want to the way they describe it they want to first get the the flash loan vault you know where you deposit ust into uh white well they want to get that working and audit, make sure that the audits are all good and that that portion functions and then you can add all the other stuff on top of it once that's functioning correctly um but uh, you know, I think Whitewell is still like where you should, people should be careful is the the value accrual mechanism for the coin and the long term value of the project is really a very sort of long arching view because right now there's very little like just the UST arb peg they they admittedly said that the total profitability of that is um, is uh, in terms of how much money that's revenue that's going to generate is still in question. So people, you know, the Sebastian of White Whale pretty much said people should be managing their expectations. So I think any investment in this coin has a lot to do with the long-term vision and not like some, um, I think you're much more likely to get burned in this coin if you try to think of it as a very short-term investment. So people should think think that through carefully. And if it's long-term, you have to keep in mind how much capital you're going to tie up in there. Um, so... That's why I did the pylon gateway for 18 months. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I did that too. Locked up a good chunk in there. Um, you know, but I think I, th I think there will be opportunity here picking up the token in this boot swap. The question is, what you know, what price is that at? And I I don't think. You know, right where we're at right now, 26 cents, that's a $260 million fully diluted. That's That seems a bit rich to me right now. Um, but, it's how you much? Know, What's the market, diluted market cap? Uh, we're at 26 cents, so that'd be a billion tokens, 260 million. Yeah, that's a bit rich. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> there's just no way. Yeah, there's no way it's worth that, obviously. Take okay, a look at Psy today. I remember when getting hearing about Psy and getting in at 12 and 13 and 15 cents. And then when it crashed, like, oh, it's going to find a floor in that teens. And then it's nine and 11. And thankfully, Luna, Luna was falling and I needed to manage my loan. And this is the second false start I had with Psy uh, and some other farm tokens. I'm like, well, Psy, you got to go. I got to save my Luna. Uh, but just look at that today. You know, like who would have thought it'd be at four cents, whatever it is. Yeah, I think uh, Psy is what now? How much is the? I think it jumped to like six cents again. So there's yeah. quite a bit of dip buyers waiting on that one because people are waiting for the unlock. So there's, you know, I think uh, it'll find some bottom and then it'll, you know, probably shoot up again. But yeah, it, it dumped plenty just today, and I've just been saving all mine and. Um, plan on using them um like in the astroport thing so i haven't really messed with it actually tundra was saying um that he was sort of like hint tweeting that there's going to be a lot of cool shit coming to nexus so uh kind of trying to hint that uh 
you know, trust in the team kind of a thing. Um, that doesn't mean that short-term price action can't be miserable though. <laughs> so I've just learned to learn to sort of ignore that, the price action on these IDOs and like decide more long-term vision. Does the team know what they're doing? And clearly they know how to like execute on building a project. Right. So the, the hardest thing to find are good developers essentially. So if it looks like your, your, the project involved has developers that know what they're doing, then I have a little bit more comfort leaving my money with them for a while, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the one nice thing about the uh, PSI drop is if you're in the B loan of vault on Nexus, you're <laughs> mining more PSI right now. That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's the APY on that now? So it's, what are we at? 8.16 8 APR. So that's going, it's going a lot further now at six cents than it was at 12 cents. You're getting double. Hey, so, yeah. so here, here's on that note, here's something that Phildo Baggins and I were, were um, DMing about. And uh, I think he and I are going to make a video. So we were talking about just doing the swaps and like, hey, you know, finding good Luna B, Luna swaps. Seffi, you're always talking about that as well. And he goes, you know, have you ever checked out N Luna? So I started doing that. <clears throat> um, and I never seem to get a good swap from Luna and Luna. The Luna to be Luna is always better. But when I was dumping some of my farm tokens to um, to manage LTV, he said, you know, just just check the N Luna. And sure enough, I got a better, I dumped some Kuji, still have some in an LP, but I dumped some Kuji just to get myself to a safe LTV. And when I went Kuji to B Luna versus Kuji to N Luna, I actually got a better swap rate for N Luna. And I asked him, I said, so like when I get N Luna, when I swap for it, am I just automatically in the vault? And he said, yeah. And sure enough, I was. And then yeah. I just went through it right away. <clears throat> but what I was thinking, and I don't know if this is possible, and maybe you know, and I'm sorry, Sefi, Cfi, I like I, I started calling you Sefi, so my mind is Sefi. I know you said you I know you said you don't care, but I think it's Cfi, right? It is Cfi. I don't even fucking know. Okay, I you know, Sefi <laughs> Sefi just seems more natural to me. I I, I like it sounds fine. <laughs> I, I like the C five because I think it has something to do with centralized finance, right? C five is that Funny. is that what, yeah? But but at, at any rate, um, so what I was thinking is, what if you what if you could do something like with the Luna X, where you have in Luna, however you get it, and you park it there and you earn your psi. And then you provide, I assume there's a liquidity pool since I was able to swap for it on Terra. You so you provide either Luna and Luna or B Luna and Luna. And you're kind yeah. of double clutching like with the Luna X. Is, I mean, am I thinking of it correctly? Is that that's possible? What sort of, that's what I was sort of alluding to. I, I <clears throat> tweeted multiple protocols about the same sort of philosophical concept that like, I, you know, what I like about White Whale's uh, web page. If you go on there now um, on the you have, it's not on the phone browser, so you got to go on like the the web, the Chrome browser, and pull up their actual um, pull up their actual website. It basically shows you how they're, they're, they've added the concept of being able to deposit Luna there, which Where? wasn't there, you know, on their original uh, like on Nexus. You're saying no on, on White Whale on White Whale. Oh my! Um, well, okay. And I only mention that because similarly, like what you're saying, like yeah, the ability to deploy, let's say Luna X or Luna, then allows you to sort of have the optimized version of Luna that you're depositing, and then some portion of the yield off of that 
goes to you know buying side tokens or whatever it is you want right well, it's, it's, it's like a three-prong pool instead of a two-prong pool like i love the luna b luna pool that's kind of my main squeeze because i can withdraw quickly and manage ltv if i need to right now everything's in in just managing ltv and so i haven't had time to play with it but once kind of things stabilize and we go back up i was going to withdraw and look for a good swap rate and play with that but it, i think that like a three-prong liquidity pool if like M Luna, you can't have M Luna unless you're in the vault. So if it's right. there and you're earning the side, but then you're also providing liquidity, and I don't even know what the rate is, but hopefully at a good rate, it, there's an extra spoke of that wheel. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, the, like how to optimize the mixture of the different uh, primitives has been sort of like I've been scratching my head about that too, as far as and then you know, but the really that when Astroport. Um, comes into being and there's full trading there there may be substantial arbitrage there too right so yeah, you like yeah. you might have weird situations emerge where you can actually go backwards on like let's say you went to luna to be luna on um terra swap and you got a deal and then maybe you, let's say you found a be luna to luna on astro swap i and see you could go the other way and you could just the immediate arb yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's some immediate ARBs ha that'll happen. I don't know. We'll have to see. And especially when X and all the different letters come. But I'm just thinking, you know, to to um, uh, to Crypto Money Life's point, um, you know, right now you get just a massive amount of PSI tokens. So even if it's not like the ideal, perfect, whatever optimal ARB percentage, if you are bullish Nexus, which which I am too, I just had a situation. <clears throat> maybe it's worth, you know, doing the three pronged approach and just uh, like you've said in your tweets before, just having this money printer, just this PSI printer yeah, in the background. Yeah. And then when I the price get, goes up, I want to get those ahead. guys on at some point. Um, I've got to get Tundra, or, you know, some of the people from Nexus on to sort of like do a, you know, um, not, not to pump the token, but like to just get them on to basically discuss where, you know, the various new uh, Nexus protocol projects are going to take us in terms of uh, opportunities. Like the Delta mirror strategy, it will be nice for Nexus because I guess you'll be earning side token there too, but essentially the concept there would be you um, just simply park your, um, I, I guess, is it you park B Luna there or you park UST there or whatever it is. And the yield output, I suppose, will go to farming the mirror delta neutral strategy. That's one of the things they're building. So you don't have to do yeah. all the manual shit on mirror to I do the simultaneous it. like long and short farm. It's a pain in the ass. I, I I tried it and like in theory fell in love with it. I made that video and then the yields compressed. But I mean, in theory, it's great because yeah. on the short side, you're still earning the 19 and a half percent. And so... It, and then on the long side, I was I was doing the spectrum to kind of juice it up. But I mean, you know, I think you can end up getting more than anchor. And so it really, yes, there's an extra layer of smart contract risk, but there's no directional risk. So why not turn 19 into whatever it is? 23, yeah. that's still a win. 28, 32, whatever, it's still a win. But like just a general concept for everyone to sort of get a feel for is that anytime you have these protocols with these like like highly inflationary emission schedules, like these are designed to get tokens in the hands of lots and lots of different people. So it's not too centralized, but, but it's also not designed like many of the IDO coins aren't necessarily designed to moon within the first, you know, you know, past the initial IDO. I mean, like after that, they're not designed to moon like over the next year or two automatically so people should like get their time 
um, expectations set for all these things to, you know, the, because keep in mind, like these are, these have less attention on them than even um, like, let's say Luna, right? The whole, you know, all the world now knows what Luna is because it's a top 10 coin. How many people know what the white whale token is or does, right? Your, your addressable market is relatively small and specifically even smaller than the total totality of the Luna community, right? Some small percentage of those people. So, you know, these have a lot of upside in theory if they provide utility. And um, that's really all you have to look for in my view. Like how, how much utility do you have? Like Kujira has sort of obvious utility. Um, even Kujira though, like as an example, if you could park AUST there, even if like Kujira took a small fee of your yield, like let's say half a percent to fuel the buybacks of Kujira token or some shit, they still have a lot of opportunity there in my view. Um, so, but any any protocol where you're likely to leave money there either permanently or use it frequently, those are the ones I tend to favor um, me personally investing in. Um, versus things I think that have like niche use cases and shit like that. Like the Valkyrie, for example, is interesting and could get really uh, um, big if they execute, but that's a big if. And in the meantime, you know, it's a very niche sort of product with, with an unknown series of like customers. For you know, so that's what I, I think that's a good thing to look out for. And Whitewell has a real solid opportunity just based on what, um, you know, if really if they can execute their first project, I think the probability, in my view, that they can execute multiple other art projects is much higher. Don't you guys think? Like, I'm really waiting to see how that makes sure that it functions properly. Yeah, agree. Agree, hundred percent. Um, you know, the other thing, like they didn't really cl clarify. Well, he sort of did, but you know my interest has always been in just like arbs outside of blockchain too and whether they can build that in on the back end but the only problem with that would be let's say white whale built a back end arb to like bring um like let's say that they were to create an, a grid bot arb situation where essentially they're making money elsewhere externally right the problem with that is there's no transparent way off chain to prove that that money is coming to the whale holder, like that that someone's not skimming in the back, right? So anything off chain that any protocol would do, um, and this includes, by the way, some of these protocols coming out that are like selling real estate and shit. What do you guys think about those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, I'm, are you I'm, jumping in on that shit or what? <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. So, I mean, Doe came out and said the one Terra Land was not a fan. But it's it's like what we've talked about so many times. Whenever there's so much human interface, humology, if you will, there's just lots of room for inefficiency and, and risk way beyond smart contract risks that you need to worry about. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm out. <laughs> Well, and, and speaking of Terra Land, I mean, they just uh, this sometime this week, you know, was promoting some property or something, and it said like four percent returns. I mean, you can park on Anchor for twenty percent. Are you really going to park on some some property for four percent? I don't know. Just you know, if it was if the 
if the well, percentage was there, I mean, yeah, to an extent, it's the same reason why we're parking our money here instead of real estate now, right? Like, forget about exactly. real estate, exactly. Ontario. Like, like if like anybody are complicated. Go and, like build buy a freaking duplex or something, right? <laughs> like, you know, humans are complicated. They say, "What's the common thing in my business?" We, you know, people want to get out of real estate and retirement because they're tired of dealing with uh, tenants, toilets, and trash. Exactly. Right? People are complicated. Crypto is not. It is, it is, but it, it's passive. Your crypto is never going to sue you. Your crypto is never going to whatever. Like there's all these human problems. There's volatility in crypto. Yes. But there's all these human problems that are complicated that quite frankly, I just don't want to deal with. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're Yeah. So anyway, my point to that was, you know, anything white well would do like external to, to the chain, any kind of off chain arbitrage. There's no good way to audit any of that is my, is what I was getting at. So that that leaves the possible um, opportunities for white whale really to be more on-chain arbitrage. And at this point, it's not fully clear what that entails, but that's why I was mentioning to um, Howard yesterday, you know, building in vaults that do, say, for example, grid, grid um, arbitrage of the... You guys carry yeah. on a bit. I've got yeah. a phone call coming, so I got to take that. So uh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So back to uh, whale price uh, pumping again. <laughs> um, is anyone? I know I got reintroduced on CFI's space yesterday to Meow Trader. Is anyone from Meow Trader here? I would love to know if we're going to be able to place limit orders on this whale pool um that would be nice throw some stink bids down there and hopefully get filled i don't know if we have anybody from meow on or anybody who has used meow meow trader limit orders <laughs> that would be nice to know because i mean that's also a good strategy for the uh trying to catch b luna down at the bottom one of those wicks down to 95. Can you can you place limit orders? I, I've not done it. It's just theory to me. I'm just sure. Can you place orders on the limit of the swap? Yeah. On well, apparently on Meow Trader, which you know, like I said, I was just reintroduced to yesterday. On Meow Trader, there is a limit order function where you you place the price. I don't know how they execute it. Um I've That's never killer. used it. But yeah, they're, they're, the Luna B Luna pool is on there. There's a limit order button. You put in how many B Luna you want to buy, the price per B Luna. That's great. I know. I yeah, <laughs> just learned about it yesterday. That's, well, uh, the, the, the sooner everybody learns about it, the, the quicker the ARB's going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does look like you need meow tokens to place the order, though. Yeah, it's like a little tip, almost like uh, whatever with ETH transactions. It's like if you have the the meow, like I would guess, like however much you put in there, it's like you're kind of bidding for yeah for the best execution. Which the priority, is... yeah. So you can put in, you know, however many you want, and I guess whoever puts in the most gets executed <laughs> first, which is cool. Uh, I mean. Yeah, you free know. markets, man. Yeah, more power to them. 
They're offering and a service. When Meow Trader came out, I thought it was, you know, a scam, but it looks like it turned into something actually. So that's nice. But it, the, my my issue with it is I, I haven't really talked to people who are using it. It's just we all know yeah. about it in theory. So yeah. it, again, at <laughs> exactly. some point, one, once this volatility is over, I'm going to start playing with stuff like the stuff I was talking about earlier in the call, including that. But I just right now, it's just all about protecting my Luna with the LTV. Uh, guys, I'm getting ready to take off. I'm going to play a pickleball tournament. So I'm out till later on. Thanks all for right. having me. That's you. Catch you later. Well, we're seeing whale pump above 29, almost 30 cents now. Man, people need to stop aping into this. Anyone else have requested? Yes, we have a request. Johnny. I mean, we still have a long way to go here with tokens being released. So what's up, Johnny? Hey, how, how's everyone doing? Good. You got any uh, thoughts on this whale price? I actually want to jump in on the uh, CFI comment before regarding the real estate on the blockchain. Um, I don't know who was around in 2017 to see some of these ICOs that went or that came out that were bunk, but there's one called Atlant, A-T-L-A-N-T. You can still look it up online, um, but that was one of these ICO platforms that was going to have a-T-L-A-N-T, World Real Estate Blockchain. You know, that ended up being a scam. Um, you can find that on ICO Drops. And then um, there's a guy I'm friends with out of New York who's doing a legitimate wor version of blockchain on uh, real estate on the blockchain. It's called Zyo, Z-Y-Y-O, if you Google that. But, um, you know, the things that people have to realize with all these ICOs that would come out or other products. Far, sorry, it's a little early, so my brain's working. But uh, these products, there's no regulatory clarity and there's no compliance understanding from any of these corporations. So anything that these people are promising of we're going to go buy a property someplace, it's like that shit's not happening. They're just using the money and redirecting it somewhere else and making a pretty front, which I always get. Well, I get the 2017 vibes of, you know, blockchain is going to change IoT and you're going to have all kinds of new products coming forward. And, and really, this is just all hype right so it's just it's a dangerous game to get involved in when it seems too good to be too true or it seems like they're they're truly breaking ground you have to wonder like how is that happening right yeah yeah no i agree i mean until you see it happen you know i'm always cautious and like you said we saw a bunch of this in 2017 yeah. nothing i nothing really came of it I mean, you can go down the list of ICOs that had the claims to fame that did nothing. I mean, if you look at the company that I just spoke about in New York, Z-Y-Y-O, Zio, they have investors that are putting in hundreds of millions of dollars, um, and they're backed by legitimate players, but they're still hashing it out, and they're not doing these token drops, right? Like, they're not farming for people's money in an ecosystem that's unregulated. They're going to legitimate sources with regulation to try to get that clarity and to try to build it up from let's say ground up in the tradfi space right versus these guys in terror world or whatever this is we don't know who they are we don't know what they're doing and next thing you know you're caught in a trap and your money's basically gone yeah and and for four percent when you can just park ust on anchor for 20. yep and i mean you can even see this now with um some of these new protocols that are coming out for 
savings accounts similar to Alice or Cato. There's the one called Outlet, like a like a wall outlet. And the guy's clearly hooked into Anchor, and he's doing this whole push for people to join the outlet program so you can make like 9% a year. And I go on, and I'm like, I know what you're doing. You're using Anchor. Where's the other 11% go? And then they don't want to discuss it because they're just – they're selling, which is fine, but they, but if they're just were upfront about what they were doing, but they're not, right? They're trying to offer incredible APRs to people that they don't understand what's actually happening with their money. And, you know, it's not FDIC insured, which is one thing, which is fine. But the other side of it is like, you get some random person who downloads an app, thinks they're going to catch 9%. They're giving money to these guys who are leveraging it all over the place. You get a liquidation event like uh, the past two times this, this December. And now these users are blown out of all their money and they're just, they're just normal. They're normies, right? They're not dealing with crypto. They don't know what's going on. They just think they're going to get a high yield savings account. So just something to always keep in mind. I know uh, everyone on these spaces is generally far ahead of the curve um, in, in most cases. So we're not falling victim to that stuff, but uh, the systems get abused for the profits that are there. Well, it seems like we're behind the curve on uh, whale token. <laughs> it continues to pump. Oh man, yeah, I haven't been watching, but all right, just wanted to throw that out there. Have a good day. All right, thanks. Who's aping in? Who is aping into this whale? Twenty thousand dollar order, thirty-two thousand dollar order, another twenty thousand dollar order, another twenty thousand. Someone's aping. Someone is aping $20,000 at a time. I don't know. Anyone else have thoughts on this whale token price? To me, I think this just looks like the U.S. waking up. We still have a long way to go here in terms of tokens being released. We are over that 10% mark now at 12%. So still have 88% of these coins remaining. And that's just essentially sell side pressure coming into this but um the demand here over the short term has definitely definitely overtaken that uh sell side pressure coming in that should have scooped up more at 18 but i don't know i think we'll be back down there hopefully meow trader turns on actually adds this market i don't know if they can uh cuz what i saw what it actually says on what it says on coin hall is dex use astroport so i don't know if this is the first astroport pool we have here oh there we go someone's selling now <laughs> let me see where i'm at i'm at i'm at 64% 65% uh, all right, anyone else? Anyone else have some thoughts on this price action? Again, for me, you can trade it on um, the launch.whitewhale.money. I believe that is only one-sided. No, you can sell on there too. Okay. Uh, but I'm looking at Coin Hall. I prefer the uh, candle charts as well as it has the... Um, uh, previous orders, so you can see all the orders coming in and out. And uh, buy and sell both on 
coin haul as well. Now there is the 10, 10 cent fee or whatever on coin haul. So take that into account if you're making small orders. But we are, we're seeing crazy volume come in after a straight decline uh, from its $1 high. Actually pumped, actually opened up and pumped to 114. So it looks like it might have caught some bots there in the beginning. That's nice. Uh, but yeah, 30 cents, man. 18 cents an hour ago. No, 15 cents. But still, 87.9% of the whale tokens to be released. Or final, final pool weight, 20%. So still 67%. Still a lot to be released. It's going to continue releasing over this. Well, we have two days, 13 hours, 50 minutes remaining. We're going to continue to see more and more whale become available. Uh, but right now, the U.S. is aping in, that's for sure. We do have the volume. All right, anyone else have anything? Anyone want to come on say something? If not, we'll wrap her up. Might pop on another one later once we get down to a... If we, if we get down to a level that's more interesting to me. Anybody? All right, cool. Well, I think we'll wrap her up here then. Uh, as we do see some cell pressure look like it wants to come in. Oh, here it comes. Cfi. And he's gone. Cfi, you want to jump on or no? Sorry there. Had to take a call earlier. But uh, hey, uh, you know, when you're on CoinHall, um, question about those CoinHall charts actually kind of maybe uh, not so much related to White Whale. But uh, how does, do you guys know how CoinHall gets those charts? Because they're using what looks like essentially the the trading view um, engine or whatever. Uh, have you got anyone here actually figured out how to get those any charts, for example, like on Coin Hall, to import into TradingView, or is that impossible? I'm just curious how where the price feed comes from those and how they're able to integrate that with a TradingView chart. You ever thought about that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they. I don't think you can put it in TradingView itself, because um, TradingView only pulls from the sources it looks at. So yeah, I don't think you can drop these into TradingView itself. Because those, but yeah, I've seen those charts are TradingView charts. So I don't know how, like the the, the machinery yeah. or whatever. I don't know how they pull those prices in, or because um, it's it's curious to me that we haven't been able to get listings of on-chain charts um, on TradingView, and I don't know if people haven't bothered to like the protocols haven't bothered. But it'd be nice because you could then set alarms and things a lot easier. Yeah, it, it, I think it, it just comes down to what TradingView uses as its sources uh, to pull from. And, you know, they don't, they're not looking at Terra on chain. Right. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's interesting that they were, CoinHall is able to use TradingView's chart infrastructure. I guess that's part of the APIs or APIs, not APIs, but, they, but you can't necessarily have, that doesn't automatically mean it's listed at TradingView. Um, but anyway, yeah, it'd be cool to have that capability, although CoinHall is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can set alerts maybe through CoinHall. I don't see that functionality clicking around on the I would uh, think 
trading. I would think not because that's like a subscription feature on TradingView usually. So, okay. Yeah. Like, and then the more uh, alerts you need on the more charts you have, the more expensive the subscription gets. Um, so that is a kind of a cool feature of TradingView in that you can build like charts that have specific alarm strategies too, like moving average crosses and um, you know whatever you care about. Uh, you can just set simply target prices too. So, um, like if it was on TradingView, normally what I would do. Is, with something like this, I just put an alarm for different levels I'm interested in either by fibs or otherwise. And then you can kind of like, you know, you don't have to sit there and keep monitoring the, the price action. So it'd be nice to have that for some of the bigger protocols. Um, we should probably push for that a little bit with some of the larger coins and such. Well, yeah, I don't know if you were, you were on when I said, um, talked about meow trader. I'd love to see meow trader open up this market so we can place limit orders and, into uh the whale yeah for sure like i, I think well but that requires i guess um it to be on TerraSwap right now i guess is that where you said where white whale is right now or is it like where are well the from? white white whale says on coin hall it says dex used astroport huh yeah so, yeah i don't i don't i wonder if I that's know. the case or not like but uh is white whale available have you guys checked on TerraSwap itself let's see um let's like go to the add coin section here and see if it's actually available um let me see here add token what is it called actually find a whale yeah it's actually on TerraSwap now is it yeah well, I'm sorry. It's on. Uh, nah. It's on your wallet now. You can add it, but whether or not it's actually on TerraSwap, let's see. Let's go to TerraSwap.io and see. Uh, CoinHall is pulling up a whale UST pool for TerraSwap. Let me check the contract here. Token eight MZ. Let me see if that's the same. Let's see here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks like there is a whale UST on TerraSwap as well. Yeah. So you can actually, I guess, be a, you can actually start being an LP on there, I suppose. Not that I'd suggest it necessarily, but <laughs> it, it is a, uh, it is an option, I guess. I wonder where the, so I guess the liquidity for that is coming from where? From the people buying whale token now? Some of it's going to the, like, where, who's providing this liquidity, I suppose? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People people buying whale off I looks what looks like Astroport. And then because I mean Astroport is just a bunch of whale tokens and you know they give UST, get their whale. And then it looks like someone opened one up on uh TerraSwap. Yeah, unless unless the white whale uh thing is wrong and it's actually on TerraSwap. Because it seems weird that you'd have a LP open on an Astroport right now, but like how would you manage it exactly? So maybe the maybe the maybe that website or whatever is referring to future the future. You know when they are on Astroport. Um, let me look. I suspect the swaps are happening on TerraSwap. I had to guess, but CoinHall should say I think right. But you you said it's not on there yet. No, if you look at if you look at um, CoinHall, the liquidity is on what it's saying is Astroport. You click to the TerraSwap one, 
the, the AstroPort one has 7 million plus in liquidity. The TerraSwap one only has 89,000. Oh, okay, okay, got it. So it's sort of on both maybe. Um, so the, the news there is that you should not go to uh, don't go to TerraSwap and try to swap a bunch of coins. You, you won't have enough liquidity. No, might. there's huge, so. huge, huge spikes on TerraSwap. So there could be ARB opportunity there. We've seen a spike up to almost $2 and a spike uh, <laughs> above 20 when we're trading around 30 cents on the actual liquidity pool on Astroport or the uh, Terra or the White Whale yeah, uh, website. For the average user, though, I would say uh, steer clear of the TerraSwap swaps because you could get screwed big time if you try to do any serious money there. Um, so unless you're experienced with arbing that, like he was saying, then don't, you don't want to be playing games in there. Yeah, no. For the average user, just go to launch.whitewhale.money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where you want to go. Exactly. Um, yeah, like that, that happens a lot where people don't know what a new token is and they just see it show up and then they just sort of like jump into it for, and then get wrecked essentially. <laughs> Yeah, so so my hundred my hundred dollars worth of whale on the TerraSwap pool right now is showing showing an eighty six percent price impact. So I'll lose eighty six percent if I sell my hundred dollars in the TerraSwap whale pool right now. So yeah, don't even <laughs> don't even play around with that. <laughs> there's there's not there's not even an arb opportunity there if you can't yeah, even move a hundred dollars. Part of why. Part of the reason why some of those pools get opened is people want to sort of like, uh, you know, they want to sort of rip you off on the, the, swap, yeah. you know, situations. So that's sort of a predatory trap to some extent, I think. Um, like those aren't opened up just because like for the goodwill of it. So yeah, anytime you're playing on, when you were swapping something new on TerraSwap and you're not sure, um, that's where drama happens. <laughs> so now I, I would say you can still add LP there because with the small amount of liquidity, you know, the more and more that turns over, that's the more and more fees you're earning. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, although it, the other thing to keep in mind is, let's say your goal is to get more of the white whale token, um, you may suffer. Like if the price finally yeah. does go up, you may suffer from considerable and permanent loss during that too. Um, so. If you wanted to provide liquidity there, you would buy your whale token first on uh, the white whale site, go through that so you can get the proper rate. And then uh, if you wanted to provide liquidity, you just add UST and white whale to TerraSwap and you theoretically do that. Um, it Actually, the fees may be pretty good for the next foreseeable you know, month or two, but um, I just don't know what the impermanent loss problem uh, would be compared to what the APY is. So that's where the problem comes in. Like if you have a incentivized AMM like Astroport or whatever, then let's say your APYs cause are artificially high, like, you know, 200 plus percent for a while to initiate sort of like plenty of liquidity, then you don't have this problem. But if you uh, just sort of throw your money into TerraSwap thinking you're going to make mad fees, the problem is the APY is not incentivized. If you don't have a lot of trading volume on TerraSwap, then not only do you suffer from the impermanent loss, but you don't have the reward either. So people should not, you know, mess with that unless you know you really have a feeling that you know what you're doing. Yeah, and, and looking through the um, orders coming through, that 86% is definitely wrong. 
someone just bought 1900 UST worth and I just pushed the price up one and a half cents and uh, someone just sold after that $2,000 worth and it just dropped the price. They paid half a cent less it looks like. So that 86% is wrong, but I still wouldn't be playing around in there unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, some, right. test, some chess transactions if you're going to play there, for sure. Uh, Tuna, Tuna, you got something to say, bud? Or who else came on? Saru? Hi, guys. What's going on? Yeah, so I think the coin now says Astropod because uh, Whitewell is using the liquidity bootstrapping contract that's developed by Astropod. So although Astropod is not live, the contract is live. Okay, so yeah, it is it's astroport then right yeah so i mean it's not available in the astroport ui but they're using astroport contracts so there's two that the main pool is the astroport one or the one you find at white whale or what is it launch.whitewhale.money which is cool hey we're using astroport <laughs> so i guess the uh astroport system is what is essentially providing the that swap liquidity at this point and then the way that uh, Sebastian and Howard kind of clarified the bootstrapping situation is such that the liquidity now is sort of owned by and goes into the white whale um, vault, essentially to the community vault. So as you're buying their token, you're sort of contributing to the theoretical war chest or treasury. Um, if I understand this correctly, I'm not sure that I do. <laughs> Yeah, I, all that. This is going to be protocol owned liquidity. So yeah, they're not selling tokens; they're you know bootstrapping their liquidity. Yeah, so essentially, good for the coin holder. Any 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 money made at this moment. Um, oh, a separate question: did you did you happen to research um, what the token unlock schedule is, or how that works for the people that were early in uh, in like investors? No. Is there, they haven't put any dates on the site or in the white paper. Maybe if anyone's read that and knows for sure. Um, you know, just because that's going to be a, a, some sort of sell pressure at some point. I think Donkey was raising his hand. He probably knows. <laughs> yeah, just let him in. There he is. Donku, what's up? You got the answers? Hey, gentlemen. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I got the answers and I heard Sefi, so then I wanted to say I have it here at hand. So the unlock is uh, 12 months cliff and then investing for 12 months. But that's um, what it is for early investors. The the cliff is what portion of those funds approximately, do you know? So the, it's, it say it's, one, so it's basically 100% is at cliff, but then everything is vested. Right, so uh, it's just then declining from there on in 12 months starting. So there is no bigger unlock. It's from that moment on, it's just then linear. Interesting. So, uh, but it's built to, uh, from cliff, that means just a straight down cliff, or you're saying that there's, the folks get their coins and then they, they have, they can sell them over a period of a year. They don't get their or, yeah, they don't get their coins at all. I mean, in twelve months from now, the first uh, one twelfth of their coins is released, and then every month, right? Again, one twelfth for one year. Oh, one twelfth per month. I got it. Okay, so that will be 
some, I guess, theoretical sell pressure over next year. So I have the 18-month pylon pool, for example. So there's also that period where, like I think in usually pylon, it's like nine months, you'll have access to your tokens as well. So there may be some sell pressure there, but that's okay. You you want some different mix of pools where people can sell at different times. So it's not all at once. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, until then, I, first of all, it's so interesting to see right now where the prices are moving, right? I'm surprised that so many people are right now aping. Uh, I'm a little bit afraid right now that in a few hours, the FUD will be gone because then the price will again drop because the LBP is still on an extremely high point. the file kind of how much buy pressure we still need and it's it's crazy um how much yeah that's that was the point of the space i mean to me it just looks like the u.s waking up and just hitting the buy button and um you know we still have a long way to go here we're only 10 percent of the way through or whatever just quickly so there's still a lot of tokens to be released i agree with you and i so it's i mean it's not released really right so maybe because uh, Sefi, I think uh, you you ask about Astropod. So um, this is not Astropod itself. It's literally Whitewell uh, doing all of this. It's just the code was um, created by Astropod and then released uh, open source. So literally Whitewell deployed this now on their page. And the front end that we are seeing is also from Whitewell itself. I think it was designed by the Astropod team and then just uh, basically taken over with the color scheme of Whitewell. That's how it's working and then the um that's why you also see on coin hall the different charts because they are helping out i think they're doing an amazing work in just putting the data in perspective and how you can see this kind of um the changing in the mechanism of how the pool right now is distributed i mean it starts at 99 to 1 from a way perspective um which hour do we have right now i can check in parallel it's also in the front end right how much right now the pool weights are and it's strongly over 50%. So I think it's at 80 or so. So if people just not keep on buying at the pressure right now, it will completely still go downwards from a price perspective. Yeah, I think it's uh, even with the whole um, concept of the this fair launch, I think the confusing part is going to be that a lot of users probably just push a button and have no idea what they're doing. I, I have this suspicion. That that's likely the case. So I, no matter how fair a launch is, it's almost like if you don't pay attention and you're not reading the the literature or the white paper on these projects. And I can understand people paying attention to this space or these spaces, like they have some idea what's going on. But I I suspect the average user is still kind of buying too high or whatever. I don't maybe you know maybe I'm underestimating their intelligence. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're only at eighty seven and a half right now. 87.5% whale tokens. So there's still a long way to go. The final pool weight's going to be 20% whale tokens, 80% UST. Do you think some of those big buys, you know, these are folks that are like, you know, just trying to play in the trade or something, like like playing momentum somehow, or they're just like, I don't know, I'm not you, sure the strategy. In the In the log, you can see, you know, some big orders selling, but it's like, 20 to 1 buys to sells right now coming through the book. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, there is a, so some of those large buys you had mentioned earlier, those could also simply be 
like, you know, these could be people that are planning to buy millions worth and 10,000 is just a teaser for them too. So like what seems like a lot of money may not be to that person. And so what sometimes I'll do if I'm buying, um, and I have, let's say, uh, uh, an amount of money that I have decided I'm going to allocate to a project. So let's say, you know, I'm adding, you know, I'm allocating, let's say, like, you know, a thousand dollars to like my project that I want to buy. And, um, you know, the, the price that I buy it, bought it at the first time was too high and it goes down. So sometimes like I will continue to buy all the way to the very, very bottom, wherever that is. And I'll just keep escalating the size of my buys. And then if like, there's a pop that happens at the bottom, you know, let's say, you know, 20, 30%, I might actually sell that last, you know, some of those last buys I make if they have already sort of like far exceeded maybe some of my initial budget. So it's possible to, depending on the timing and what you, you're trying to do, to just simply bottom fish all the way to the very bottom, but plan on selling some of the way up to like get to your final budget as far as what you might've allocated. You see what I'm saying? So like the initial buys, you know, those might be, um, if someone bought too high, like let's say you bought it, you know, I don't know, 30 cents white whale token, and now it's worth, a, a, you know, 10 cents but then it drops down to five cents. You might sell the position you buy at five cents up to 10 to rectify the mistake you made at the top, right? So like any buy that's too high ends up becoming sort of like future sell pressure um, as well, which can be kind of interesting. Um, Does anyone of you know, I don't know, Sefi, if you're in parallel, I'm also on CoinHall right now, how it can see the volume per hour on CoinHall because I'm right now struggling. I just see the price on the X-axis. Because um, if I get the volume, I can tell you exactly kind of if we would keep on that scale right now where the price would drop to. <laughs> Let me. I'm, I'm looking at the five minute and it's showing volume. Five minute. Let me see the hour. You said the hourly? Hourly shows volume for me. Uh, I just see on the, I see the volume, but I don't see the number kind of how many millions are we talking about in volume? Uh, okay, just hover over and up at the right under whale UST at the top left of the chart, you'll see volume numbers. Mm, I see the volume bar on the one hour. Yeah. The, I see the bar, but I don't see the number. For me, on the upper part, it's just saying the high and lows of the price, but not the volume per hour. Wait a second. You might, Oh, you may need to. Let me see if that's in the settings here. Because TradingView normally has the ability to see, of course, the the volume up top if you want it. Uh, let's see, scales, symbol. You guys see it in the options here somewhere? Okay, or, Mr. Midas just helped me out in parallel and Telegram. Hey, Mr. Midas, nine hundred thousand. He told me. Uh, so, where Where is he finding that though? Uh, Mr. Midas, text me or come up here and speak to us. <laughs> Yeah, if you show us how to do this. I, I don't see, so I'm looking at the settings within the volume indicator, um, and it really only has the the volume moving average and then the inputs. I'm trying to figure out where the actual, yeah, there's a, there's an, there's a somewhere in the settings on these trading view charts where you can increase the number of like pieces of information that are at the the reading at the top and um 
And by default was already on. I got the hourly at 961. Yeah, same. Mine was just on. Interesting. My, yeah, mine is not. I think I'm in the same boat as Danku. The previous hour was 2.2 million. It helped you, Danku. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this now out. It's interesting that we have different settings. We have different um, yeah, views. Interesting that it's different for different people. Mine was just on. I didn't do anything. Yeah, my, mine is the same. It's just activated by default. So uh, right now we have like almost 1 million. Uh, one hour ago was 2.26 million. And at, uh, before that was nine, uh, almost 1 million as well. So... Maybe one million, two point two millions, and uh, one one million again. Maybe it's the browser. Though. Wow, that's wild. So if if we would keep that speed, um, right now we would be out of sales uh, or whale token basically in the fifty seconds hour, which is just completely mind blowing because we would see a price of one hundred twenty three whale in the last hour, <laughs> and it would be a day before are, the the launch is over. So are you telling me to wait? <laughs> no, I'm telling you to 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 not a to be careful here in terms of. So let's say it would be one. Go ahead. So so um my volume bar doesn't work on Brave browser, but it works on Chrome. So maybe that's why. Ah, that that makes sense. I'm on Brave as well. Oh yeah, I'm on Chrome. I'm on Chrome checking yeah, the press. On, on on Chrome it works. Mine works so on Brave. Let's say we keep now at a pace more at 1 million um, for an hour, which would be 24 million uh, in a day, <laughs> easy. Um, then we would hit at this rate a price of 13 cents uh, at the end of the LVP. Um, if we just keep on with the same volume in terms of buying this. So your but your intuition, Danku, is that like the bottom... Uh, or what or the the support would be defined by what feature? What are you looking for exactly? So so basically, what is happening in the LBP is that the the only measurement that is relevant is how many whale tokens are right now in the treasury, and then it becomes over time at least until we hit the fifty fifty point. Uh, it's still interesting to basically buy, but then after that, it's also turning around so that it's getting even more expensive to buy. So from the fifty fifty point on. If we still have 50 million tokens in the treasury, uh, after that, it would be even an upwards pressure if nobody would be buying any more at all. But now it's basically that um, because of this weight, um, it's very uh, unhealthy for us to buy, right? So everything that is right now bought, also with a high buying uh, volume right now, is extremely positive for the price as we see here. But uh, if people then stop buying now again whale tokens and taking them out of the treasury, the price will again drop uh, significantly and over proportional to what we usually would see, right? Because if nobody would buy or sell in a normal environment at a 50-50 pool, the price would stay stable, right? But we are right now still on an environment 13 to 87, where if nobody is buying it, it the price will drop significantly. So that's why I'm saying if we don't see kind of this buying pressure anymore in the next hours, the price will stop dropping. And then I foresee that people are saying like, oh my God, it's falling. <laughs> people will sell. And then we have a double sell pressure because first of all, 
uh, the weight of the pool is basically dropping the price. And if people start selling, it will drop the price even more. I'm not saying that this is happening, but um, just kind of to putting it out there, how the mechanism of the LDP is to be careful <laughs> in not aping now for aping purposes. Well, I'm, I'm, I've been in a lot of shit tokens and a lot of the time is like, it's just like people trying to buy big amounts to pump the price and then they just sell it on top so that they get they can pocket the change you know maybe that's why is my understanding correct that the the buying pressure right now has just kind of pulled the curve forward and if the buying pressure were then if it diminished the curve would then be pulled back to its current where its trajectory would be at this point in time like yeah correct so if nobody would buy at all anymore right now you just can take the uh, projection of the curve and put it next to where the chart is right now. And then you would see then what's happening. Now at the 50-50 mark, is that where the inverse would be true? That the pull itself would be creating pressure on the price? It would if the treasury would be below 50 million of tokens, then yes. So just as a reference, my pylon uh pool is registering i think and i don't remember when pylon opened again i have to like write that down next time i need to screenshot those things but um with after like maybe a couple of weeks of being in that whale pool i put ten thousand ust in and like the amount of whale token that's generated is already worth like a thousand bucks at current price that's only after two weeks so you know obviously that's a you know theoretical 10 percent yield within that tiny short period of time but um, that goes. That tells me like the price is too high. Is my suspicion? It is. It's yeah, like it is. it's just way too high right now. <laughs> so the pylon pool at least gives you the. It's like a, essentially giving you sort of the riskless sort of method because wherever the price sort of falls to, at least you are um, you're not really like losing anything either way. So I kind of like that. But yeah, judging by how high that APY is and where the market cap total is, um, both sustain, seem unsustainable to me. So I, I wouldn't just ape into it right now. If, <laughs> so. I, I think the only strategy that us shrimps uh, can do in such an LBP is to do dollar cost average with a small amount and just like put it on six hours. I think that's a reasonable reference. Uh, maybe if you're very active, do it on three hours, uh, do it with a fixed amount and then you hopefully get the average price but the average price in the end will be hit at the end so it's more like right now playing a gamble if you think that it will just go up from here which i would highly doubt just by the mechanics of the lvp and uh meow trader doesn't have a um like a setup yet to do i think a dca yet i think you'd have to do whatever you're doing you'd have to do manually still i think yeah. So, I mean, I, I, so, oh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. It's uh, also, I mean, for me, I'm honest here. It's the first time that I take part of an LBP. Um, yeah, I was afraid that maybe people get a little bit uh, screwed now if everybody is aping in and the price is going up. I think the only thing, because of course, this is all no financial advice, is like everybody should be aware of that the weight right now, 13 to 87, is extremely working against the price movement upwards. So the moment there's not so much buy pressure anymore, 
the price will go down again. So just everybody be careful. Nobody knows, right? Maybe in two hours or three hours, we see a $2 uh, whale token. Who knows? <laughs> it can happen, but just the mechanics is right now strongly against it. Yeah, exactly. The, the only guarantee right now is that the pool is going to continue shifting, essentially releasing more whale into the pool. So for the same amount of UST in the pool, each whale is going to be worth less and less. Unless, of course, the buy pressure continues, keeping price where it's at or pushing it higher. Oh, uh, so let's say you waited till the entire. Um, so what happens after this entire swap period is over? Because it's only what, a couple of days? It's three days. Yeah. Three so days. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. So let's say let's say that finishes. Then what happens? Like where where? Like, can people then buy, you know, at whatever price it's at or what's going to happen? So basically what is happening then is that the team is taking the full liquidity of the liquidity bootstrapping pool and putting it over to, I mean, TerraSwap for now, probably also soon, Astroport. And at the end, it's 20 to 80, which doesn't work on TerraSwap. It has to be 50-50. So depending on where the price is, they calculate the full value of the pool. And then they either add whale tokens or UST to hit the 50-50 mark to keep the price stable at the normal ratio at 50-50. I can give you here in a moment an example if you want. I had it yesterday in my video as well. Let me just... So Astroport is basically uh, going to offer the possibility of just doing asymmetric pool then, is what you're saying. So 80-20. Yes, it could. But I mean, that's the structure of the LBP we will hit in the end, 80-20. But um, it will then move to a 50-50 pool uh, once they just release the normal swap pair. I see. So let's make an example here. Let's say um, we hit at the end a price of 18 bucks um, at a structure of uh, 20 to 80, right? Preferable for the whale token. That would mean that we would still have 23 million uh, in the treasury right now. That would then also mean that we would have probably 70 million UST um, in the pool. If you then calculate the amount of the whale prices and the tokens that are still in there, the whole pool would be at 21 million. And then what's happening is that the pool of 21 million value is shifted over to TerraSwap, but at a ratio of 50-50, you would then be lacking whale tokens to hold the price of 80 cents. So in this case, um, the whale team would put, I think, 53 million of whale tokens additionally into the TerraSwap liquidity pool of 50-50, to guarantee that the first price, if the first swap is taken, is at 80 cents. Interesting. Can we talk a a little bit about target market on this thing? Um, Family offices and lots of uh, funds have uh, looked with great desire at the businesses of Goldman and Morgan Stanley. doing these kinds of things. And up until now, other than Kajira, which is almost a special case, okay, there hasn't been a play like this. So the market for this coin may be very different than the lunatic market. It may be a much more professional market, just kind of an observation. Well, well, whatever it is, it's there's still there's still a lot of tokens, right? So maybe it would it wouldn't be wise to just ape in, you know. I'm not suggesting to ape in. I'm just suggesting that um, you know the demand 
who the demand is coming from, you know, might be a little different than the things that have gone on, you know, before. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely with Don Koo. It's like, this is a very dangerous, um, but fun, <laughs> for lack of a term, uh, very dangerous, but fun um, thing to invest in. You know, Marty, I think it's a good point in terms of where is Whitewell and also Kojira going long term. And I think Kojira said, and I think that's what you're hinting at, that they're anyway going cross-chain. I think they're the first decentralized protocol, which is enabling um, or democratizing the topic of liquidations. That's not only needed on Terra. We have Aave on Ethereum. We have, I don't know, Port on Solana. Uh, they would also benefit from this liquidation platform. And I hope that they're that they are trying to do this, right? Polkadot, I think it's the first other chain that they will attack. And probably the same will happen for Whitewell. It's just democratizing the topic of arbitrage, which I think is totally amazing. Then putting it back to the current price movement, the question is, of course, how much can this token be worth on the long run? And I think what Sefi always does in a very good way is taking the bigger picture of where's the market cap in general, right? So just take the price, take the amount of tokens, and then calculate the market cap and try to come up with something reasonable. Of course, in the beginning, we will see uh, a limited market cap because the diluted market cap cannot be achieved. But that's besides using the pylon pool, which is also an interesting way, Sefi, as you said it, to trying to understand the price point. That's the only measurement we have right now. So will this be the biggest protocol on Terra besides Luna itself and market cap? I mean, we can check where the market caps of other uh, big tokens are. Let's check right now. The biggest one besides Luna is Anchor. It has a market cap of 680 million. Yeah, just take that and then you can calculate what would be the price for the whale token based on the amount of whale. Um, yeah, probably it could, would be, it could be 99% lower than it is now, in other words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, another metric to keep in mind, Marty, would be, um, you know, if you look at it from the perspective of like how companies run, right? Like if, you, if you're on the stock market, you think of the 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 price to earnings ratio of a company and if you look at like a like a blue chip company you might have price to earnings ratio um, on the stock market especially in a non-bubble market you might have numbers that are like five to ten percent price to earnings ratio and then growth companies you know might have price to earnings ratios that you know people are really um sort of buying into based on the future projections of growth um, is being priced in early. Say for example, like, um, you know, Apple historically has had a, um, you know, a, a relatively decently high um, price to earnings ratio. And when it was really low, like for example, PE ratio of Apple, when it was like, let's say 15 versus some of the other competitors that were 30 in the tech space, it was just an obvious buy. Um, other, Situations like Tesla, for example, have just an outlandish price to earnings ratio. So for Tesla to sort of uh, get to the point where its stock is actually valued um, sort of quote unquote appropriately, we would have to assume an amazing performance over the next 10 years to maintain like and reach the the earnings that uh, are priced in today with, you know, like Tesla stock. So I think when you think about the way this all works, you can have bubbles form in the sense that white, you know, your opinion about what white whale does or doesn't do may be very, very conflated to what the current actual, um, you know, what the actual earnings potential of the actual platform is. And the value accrual mechanism for the coin is going to be heavily dependent on the potential yield you can make by depositing UST on the platform, right? 
So it's, you know, it's a very long view you have to take to even consider how important this is. But I haven't seen any on-chain democratization of like ARB opportunities um, from the perspective of white whales doing. So I've sort of fell in love with the idea when I first saw it, but that still doesn't mean that, you know, I should buy the coin too high in terms of price. So <laughs> it's uh, all of that, you know, so you can get really, really bullish in the long-term theory, but then you can have wildly inappropriate um, coin prices that like the dot-com bubble would be a good example. Like it took, you know, the NASDAQ went up to some ridiculous valuation and it took almost like 10 years for the, the NASDAQ to recover from its bottom. And um, so no matter how bullish you are on something, your time horizon matters. And in crypto, it's trickier too, because, you know, these are centralized projects um, and you don't know what the longevity of centralized projects are. So, you know, they may, there could be a really cool video and everything explaining what's going on. But, you know, unlike the stock market, which has like the SEC and quarterly statements and a lot of other things that clarify what's happening in the background, um, the transparency on centralized projects is going to be uh, dependent on that project. And really, like you and me have very little knowledge of who the background people are in any of these projects, probably. I mean, outside of a Twitter space and some Q&A, the reality is that there's very little um, certainty you can get. Um, so that's where some of the caution should be, um, no matter how bullish you are. So comparable, what's the volumes on Curve and Convex right now? Oh, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> like they're pretty. Uh, you mean to to um, in reference? You mean their token, or you mean the actual like value on the platform in terms of like transactions? I'll do both. But you know, just that—that that would be my question. And again, it's not—we're not necessarily talking about the the value of this this pool at the moment. But you know, what's the value of Kajira and Whale um, in multi um, you know multi placement cross you know bunch of layer ones in terms of volume? I think it's really high, right? You mean the other places are high, yeah? Right. If 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 wait if White Whale and Kajira were on the Solano, um, you know, chain, the Avalanche chain, pick 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 this the set of things that they've talked about. You know, what does that volume look like in comparison to, you know, the the curve convex kind of numbers, and you know, I, I would assume tiny, like just microscopic by comparison. Like, you know, in, are you talking about the use of the platform or, by the way, the whale token volume use itself? Of the use of the platform. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you make money through transactions on these platforms. So it becomes the use, you know, it's it's how many it's how many uh, cars Tesla can sell. OK. And you assume that through time that the cost in volume and expertise in engineering goes down it, you're you're pointing out the the dot-com bubble, bubble which i suffered through is is interesting it's a good parallel but yet that guy who was selling books there <laughs> called amazon right. right they solved the problems and you know they they succeeded and so i'm a hodler i mean obviously my my comments are just very hodler based 
Just yeah, it, it at the same time, it, it wasn't necessarily a great buy to buy, say, for example, Apple at the top of the dot-com bubble, even though, you know, uh, it eventually kind of like you would have done fine. In fact, if you bought the top of the dot-com bubble of most of the tech stocks, you'd be a gajillionaire now. So there, sometimes the top is the future bottom, you know, that, which is great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, the lesson is just time horizons are super important if in those type of valuations. And that's all I'm trying to say. Um, I, I would like to, you know, what we should really look out for um, if someone's not sure if they should get this now, the, the metric to look out for would be ultimately when the platform opens, what are the actual APYs above the anchor, um, you know, flash loan vault APYs? Like, where do they actually settle in? So, you know, if you can normally get 19.5% anchor, like, where would you guys think is like a good value in terms of parking your money on White Whale above and beyond what anchor's providing? So, you know, is that number 25% APY where like 5%? Our benefits from who knows where are being translated to you, the depositor. I think if you can get at least like 5% more than Anchor, I think um, it would be an immediate alternative to Anchor Earn for anyone in within the Terra community if that maintains. The only problem with our uh, benefits are the more subscribed and uh, uh, the, the more popular White Whale gets, then the other downside is the the potential um, yield per user goes down. And that's the other thing that's a little concerning to me. Anytime you're talking about ARBs and you make it easier and democratize it, that's great, except that subscription usually leads to less actual utility for the next user that comes into the platform, which as opposed to um, other systems where network effects cause like more potential value to the next user. So for example, if you're talking about like the network effects of Facebook or like the Apple App Store or something like that, the more people involved, like literally the more people, the higher the coin price goes. In this case, you have sort of the potential opposite effect, um, unless the team's able to take the funds that people are depositing and like come up with, you know, even better Arbor opportunities, for example. Um, you know, like yesterday when we were on the call, there was a discussion about doing um, stablecoin ARBs on gate.io. And um, someone was saying that they were making a good solid 120% APY with the USDC USDT pair, um, and which is fantastic. Um, so if I heard that White Whale was you know, trying to implement those type of strategies, especially when we get like USDT and USDC um, you know, more on chain uh, on Terra, then maybe that could be representative of more like, in other words, there may be a much, much larger scope for depositors on the White Whale platform to generate additional revenue. So what we'd have to see is that scalability of revenue based on the number of depositors there. And you don't want to see the APY necessarily simply go down because there's more depositors on White Whale. Does this make sense Especially, to you guys? Maybe if I can reflect on this, I, I think what we are quickly overlooking, that's just my observation, is that um, the token doesn't need to be connected to what really the platform can bring to the table long-term, right? So Anchor Protocol will run safely, strongly with 20% earn, and you can use it without really taking care of the token on the other side. I think what you're hinting at is that the token is probably designed to just accrue value. And the only um, token that we have in the Terra ecosystem which is designed to capture every value which is ever created is Luna, right? That's why 
yes. really play and the real play is always Luna, right? Yes, we are all degens. We want always to see number go up and do um, or get quick, uh, get rich quick. That's the way. And that is probably with those governance tokens also. But the real play safe long term is always Luna accruing value over time. And also specifically, the power of Whitewell is that they are having an open modular structure that everybody can use. So I'm not a coder. But I'm right now thinking of just talking to coders because they can use the bot and the flash round structure of Whitewell to help arbitraging other stuff. And this will not be reflected by any means in the Whitewell token um, because the infrastructure is just great and will help uh, the whole Terra ecosystem. So the only one who will always win is Luna. Hopefully yeah. all of us that are right now yeah, aping into the whale token um, will get a benefit out of this. But if you want to be sure, ape into Luna because due to the infrastructure of Whitewell, Luna will get stronger, right? So that's, um, yeah, I know, you know it's, it's another, a very... Another point, Danku, I, I tried to make uh, or tried to like bring up with, uh, you know, Macedo and with uh, Doe when he was on and I wasn't fully, I didn't get an actual answer to the question is, to me, it makes sense, the, exactly what you're describing. It almost makes sense to the holders of, say, the White Whale token, if the treasury of White Whale actually accumulates like some Luna along the way. And the reason is because then you become sort of a de facto holder of Luna by having the white wheel token. And then you could redirect yields from like Luna output to say, for example, like, I don't know, buy back, you know, white, you know, white wheel token or use that yield output from Luna, which is, you know, let's say running 9% right now, you could use that to sort of compound the possible uh, yields in the background. So it's almost like, to me, because Luna is the obvious value accrual deflationary mechanism, I'm not sure why there's not more talk about the treasuries of the protocols having that Apex token in the treasury specifically as a generator. Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I don't know like what I'm talking about here. I'm not sure, but it, it seems to me that exactly what you're saying would play out ultimately anyway, right? Yeah, I, I think it's just a multi-layer topic and you're hinting at the right stuff. I break it for myself down in more like, what is the protocol doing and helping us to do, which is not accruing any value for itself, but it's still helping everybody. Okay, that's one point. Whitewell is democratizing the topic of arbitraging. Great. Others will maybe put off top of that. Then secondly, what is the protocol doing to just accrue value by himself and then help his own token? And that's specifically in Whitewell, the topic of the treasury, which is right now, I think becoming a cheat code in a positive way for more and more protocols with the protocol on liquidity, I would not even call it QL. I think we need to start calling this protocol owned assets because also Apollo DAO is not having protocol owned liquidity. It's having protocol owned assets and deploying them in a certain way. Uh, that's also significantly different to what uh, Olympus DAO is trying to achieve. Um, and then last but not least, how it is helping also the whole ecosystem and accruing value on the Luna token itself, right? Because as Marty uh, outlined, Whitewell can work on other platforms, but if it starts working on other platforms, it's independent from Luna, right? So that's how I see it. And I'm personally most interested on short term, is the platform working properly? Uh, because that will help and bootstrap other stuff. And then secondly, how does it help the ecosystem, which is tied to if the protocol works, right? So Anchor works, doesn't matter if it's accruing value for the Anchor token, but it will help the Terra ecosystem. Um, that's just my yeah, very high level. Exactly. Thing. Like even if White Whale opens on Solana or somewhere else, like what I would like to see ultimately is some of the revenue from that 
going back to the value of Luna specifically. I think you'll get a lot more buy-in from lunatics when all these things start going multi-chain if it can be clearly demonstrated that they clearly demonstrate the mother uh, chain, so to speak. By the way, um, just if you wanted to do uh, quantum effects um, or observer effects, I'm, I've had this set for one minute during this conversation. And as CFI and Danko have been, I wouldn't call them negative, but uh, qualifying. I've watched this, uh, this whale token go down. Now, if I was a real trader, um, and there's what, how, how many hundreds of people on this, on this uh, conversation right now? <laughs> Not too many, I don't think. It's, it's a fairly small room at the moment. 171. But, Okay, 171 of whom I don't know, you know, more than four, right? You kind of wonder is at the point in time when Donko and Cefi go to bed or get off this call, would be that would that be the time to buy? (laughs) (laughs) But you 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 know, there is just one point that usually uh, you probably have the tokens at hand, or can you can short them, right? Um, by I don't know, short selling and that kind of stuff. You cannot do this here. I actually sold when when (laughs) Donko. I sold Danku when you started to talk about the price going down. I was like, "Fuck, yeah, <laughs> you know, Danku's gonna dump on me right now." Yeah, yeah. it's observer <laughs> effects. And actually, oh, wait, wait, wait. I profited for the first time in my life. <laughs> You're a winner, we need to Midas. Talk more, You're just Midas. a winner now. <laughs> we, we, no, I mean, first of all, I'm not holding right now any whale tokens, right? I'm happy to disclose it. I try to be as transparent as possible, also in my videos. Um, I, I will not just here, right, as an information for everybody, I will not probably um, try to buy something right now because I don't have never seen before an LBP happening. And I think it will be the most fun time seeing this happen. But right now I'm just not doing it because the, the, the mechanics, the market is so much stronger than I am. <laughs> and as you said, if a whale comes in there and buys something, we can see it go up. It's It's crazy. Yeah, just as a reference, I bought at 17 cents about $100 worth. That's just my participation in the system. <laughs> so certainly no whale buying going on there. Same, $100 at 17 cents. Yeah, just to sort of see where things go and just experience the the nature of this whole thing. Just I, for I, fun, I, right? Yeah, I feel like, having, like here... having yeah, a little skin in the game lets you sort of experience like what this is all about. So you're sort of paying more attention than zero attention. I agree. I think you, what you said is what I enjoy about crypto and also using the test system, which I usually try also. If if I onboard new people, let's say in real life, yesterday I was sitting with a good friend of me. We just went into the test system. We went to the faucet and we just took a thousand Luna, <laughs> which is funny because the faucet right now is sending you a thousand Luna, which is then a lot of money. And uh, then I let them play around. I let them go on Anchor, do their first uh, deposit on Earn, do some swaps on the Terra station. That's what helps you also to just uh, see what's really happening there. But the moment you have the real money, of course, changes the game (laughs) on top of it. You know, I hadn't done that much in terms of like coaching friends to go use the faucet and whatnot. That's probably something I should maybe do more of, possibly. (laughs) It makes sense. Yeah. So let me, uh, I'm just interested in, I mean, probably we will not find it, but I would be now uh, after that we have talked and uh, Steffi, you're usually doing an amazing job here explaining it. And we have Midas in here and Marty 
had some interesting points. What do you guys think? Let's write it down. I would write it down. No financial advice. What do you think we would end up now with kind of seeing where the whale price is and the mechanics of how the LVP is, is working? Just just for fun, right? <laughs> and then we come back in, in one in two and a half days and see. As a as a reference, someone uh messaged me and um I credit them if I could pull up their message, but the uh messaged me and said like the the initial investors are in at like something like three cents. So that might be a good reference point. So if you look at the supply and everything, my, my guesstimate, Donku, is like, you know, uh, like I would be going much more heavy personally at about a nickel, maybe somewhere between five cents and seven cents. That's kind of where I feel like a bottom should be. That's so that's where I, so jot that down as my target sort of area. Donku, Donku, I've done. I've done LBPs and I've just never seen the ending ratio like this. This is a really unusual ending ratio. Okay. You mean the 80 to 20? Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't, I have no idea who advised them on that or why I'd, I'd love to know why. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm probably with you know, CFI. It's going to be, you know, four or five cents. Interesting. So just maybe to give some, or I can share what I understood also why the team is doing this with this ratio. Um, in the end, when the ratio goes so strongly um, against the own token, it's just a fundraising mechanism, which I think what the whale team is doing or very nicely is that they're using this to fund their own treasury. But with the example that I have um, just outlined before, um, when we would really kind of reach a whale token price of 18 cents, I think like seven or eight million of UST would immediately go into the whale treasury and basically be exchanged for whale token that go then into the Terrascore pool to be 50-50. So it's literally a bootstrapping of the own treasury besides, of course, raising funds for the first pool. In engineering, we call that a step function. And, you know, that change from 2080 to 50-50, I'm just not familiar that anybody's ever done that. And that's, I understand the motivation now that you've explained it. Um, but in terms of actually seeing execution, I'm just unfamiliar. And it could be out there. I'm just unfamiliar. Um, on, on a different concept, Duncan, what's oh. your sense on like yeah. where the theoretical, like let's say, you know, that you, you end it like a dime or something as the 10 cents as the target. Like what's your sense of, you know, what that means based on total market cap and other features where you might see the token go to after the initial pool, you know, once token locks and what have you have completed. I think that's a, a much harder thing to pin down, but perhaps just as relevant if you're kind of, you know, longer term holder over a period of, let's say, year or two years. Well, you, you are, I think, asking the wrong guy in terms of I, I like to do my stuff price agnostic in terms of if I think the protocol will just uh, accrue value over time. Uh, having tokens, as you said, probably helps because I, I can share with you, or I wanted to give a feedback on what you said in terms of Apple and all the, let's say, dot-com bubble topics is the difference to stocks is that we can also make our coins work or tokens, right? So it's not only the value of the token itself, but what can they do in the meantime? So I think that's basically impossible to price in there. Uh, because Luna has just the high stake of or yield of 10% for staking. It's probably increasing partly, or we have now liquid staking solution that you can do that other stuff on top of this without losing your principal. Same now when Prism goes live. So that's why I take it more from 
if I believe that the token has a value in the future because you can do something with it, I would like to hold it because it will just generate yield. But that's just for me coming from a perspective. I'm a yield farmer, right? That's my <laughs> base. Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt that uh, compared to traditional stocks, yeah, there's some, um, yeah, there's some definite utility advantages to some of the, the the crypto tokenomic models. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like that's the reason why I have more going into you know, crypto on a regular basis uh, these days than anything that's going into the stock market. Because I think if you pick the right times and you kind of have the right research like we're doing here, like the opportunity potentially is um, over, let's say, a five or 10 year time frame, maybe much more substantial compared to your average stock purchase for all of those reasons you mentioned, especially for Luna with like a clear like um, mechanism for, you know, auto compounding yield, essentially. So, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, what what we will also try to see, and I myself don't know if I can master it or understand fully, is Whitewell is the first, at least protocol to my understanding, that has a real value proposition in terms of that they are building something with democratizing arbitraging, but then using the bond mechanism of Olympus DAO, right, to get their tokens out there for a cheaper price, uh, to fill up their own treasury, right, and then use, I don't know if it's really protocol-owned liquidity or if they're using them actively to deploy it or buy stuff, then it would be more, as I said earlier, assets. Um, this mechanics next to once they go live and actively have their protocol working, this will be wild. And I don't know if we're even able to understand where this could go from a price perspective. I don't know if this makes sense, but <laughs> I just think this is something really new. Yeah, and I was interested, I, you, I don't know if you were here earlier when we were chatting about this, but I, I, the, one of their um, promo uh, like graphics on the website shows the ability to deposit Luna. I'm, I'm really curious, um, you know, how, what kind of yield um, they're going to generate off Luna, because the button on that little demo shows a deposit and withdrawal, which presumably is just deposit with Luna and withdraw Luna. So technically, one of the ways you could use that platform is some sort of a, like as a Luna DCA type of thing. Of course, it would have to be superior to the native yield plus auto compounding. So the reference standard there would maybe be like Luna X. And but if you can beat that using, you know, whatever background shenanigans are happening on White Whale, it would be kind of cool to be able to generate even more um, sort of income than like, uh, you know, uh, parking on Luna X on Stator. Um, now, uh, keep in mind, so there's also... You, yeah, go have ahead. you asked them kind of what uh, kind of the Luna is doing? Because you could do it in two different ways, right? Either they use the power of the principle to have the more, I don't know, UST at hand because they can borrow against it themselves and do arbitraging, or do they use your Luna to do then arbitraging within Luna, which would be then, as you said, I don't know, Luna X Luna, Luna B Luna... Hello. And Luna, Luna, this kind right. of stuff, right? I didn't ask so, them, uh, but I just happened so, to notice that on the website. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. I, I have some, I have some insight on this. So, I think the the Luna deposit option is they're going to be arbing Luna B Luna, um, but it's not going to be available at launch. So um, they confirmed uh, on our AMA that the 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 MVP product at launch will just be the the UST. Uh, Luna Arb, and then they're basically first swap that will be able to like Arb any asset essentially. Um, but they'll be, I'm pretty sure that the second launch will be the Luna B Luna vault essentially. So you'll deposit Luna and they'll be Arbing back and forth between Luna and B Luna. I think that they're also planning 
from previous interviews that I've heard with them, they're planning not just to like swap back and forth between Luna and B Luna, but like to basically have like a constant flow of B Luna that's been like slow burned out of anchor. So essentially, like you'll get the full, uh, you know, I don't know what the returns on it will be, but you know, you'll you'll deposit Luna, they'll add that into B Luna, and they'll have a constant flow of B Luna coming back through from the slow burn. So it's interesting that they decided to make the deposit on that Luna because I thought from a lot of the original promo videos, the goal was to deposit UST, and then all of this stuff is happening in the background, and it just you just increases the value of the primary vaults. But it, the way they're making it look like is that you may be able to de- like participate in different style of vaults depending which one you're interested in, as opposed to this all being like one big ETF type of philosophy that's that's my that's view. So i think as they as they build out like other other rob mechanisms i i think you will deposit in the native token that they're adding and they'll pay you out in the token that you're adding this is actually one of the things i've sort of had a couple of comments backwards and forwards with them about um because i've been doing my own little lunar b lunar arving for the last couple of months having a lot of fun with that and it was a, a question as to whether or not, um, if depositing Luna for Luna B Luna, what would be able, what would we be able to withdraw it as? And they did confirm there that you would be depositing your Luna for the Luna B Luna Arbing, and then you would be withdrawing as Luna. So I assume that there is some degree of a cut that they're taking for that. And then it just becomes a question as to what actually happens with that cut, um, and whether it also some of that goes into that. Um, that main vault you know what is funny about this um because what will happen is that they will also give you a liquid staking token on the other side when you go into their vault and there needs to be and somebody arving also for this liquid staking token which needs to stay close to luna so <laughs> they are basically building their own market which is hilarious and great could you also, <laughs> could you also arb x luna against b luna at some point as well too to tie their pegs together uh, so to my understanding, um, this was probably not happening on a short term because somebody needs to set up a pool. And I think the pools will be always something against Luna. And that's what the arbing opportunity is, because if somebody wants them to swap from Luna X to B Luna, it would just go over Luna. That's how the setup is, unless somebody has interest in the liquidity between Luna X and B Luna, which I don't see now, because if we have a liquid market between the other two pairs, um, that's fine. And actually, oh, Duncan, for that to be useful, the, the X Luna token has to be usable for something too, right? Like, why would there be a lot of transactions between B Luna and X Luna? Um, you know, with, either for the ARB purposes, maybe you could get that, but you, you would also have a lot more transactions between the two if someone were to translate between, say, borrowing and, you know, like liquid staking. But with B, B Luna X coming out, which would be like a, you know, a bonded or usable, a borrowable um, collateral, then that might be another ARB. Is a, the B Luna X Luna X pool might be more sensible in the long run. Oh, that'd be cool if they added that to a, the collateral. Argument. Yeah, I think they're working on that. Well, at least so nothing, nothing confirmed. Both, uh, but via the warm get add get yield. Uh, I think what we 
and probably everybody will help me hate me for that saying it's like i mean we are all degens we want to create yield but i'm looking also from the other perspective yes it would be a nice arbitrage opportunity because liquidity is low but who would kind of what is the purpose of that pool right because as you said Steffi, there is probably no interest in swapping uh between the two besides people just like us trying to get some arbitrage <laughs> yeah, because look at actually the best way to describe it is just look at the APY of the actual um, pairing. So there's a reason why like there's probably not a lot of people in the you know you know the 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 Mongolia token versus Luna pool right because the transactional rate must be low enough. You know the APYs may not be very good because that's in TerraSwap. It's not it's not a um, incentivized pool in the sense you're getting all of the yield as a LP provider from the actual transactional value, like the back and forth. So, I'm in there, like, you know, yeah. I don't know why you're exposing me. I'm in there. Uh, <laughs> Are you real? Is it, is it, is it, uh, is it working out for you? No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in there, but also um, <laughs> we will see an extreme drop in those kind of TerraSwap APRs once Astroport comes live, because probably the deep liquidity um, will just, destroy the fees, which is a good way because on the other side, we're getting Astro. But what we're seeing right now on TerraSwap uh, is probably, for us, it's the greatest, but the most unrealistic APRs for swapping fees ever in existence in on, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. any blockchain, which is great for us, right? It's uh, amazing, but I don't know. I, I unfortunately need to leave, but I wanted to um, say something and I enjoyed that we just get here. Um, so many great people too, that I could have talked to. So thank you for setting this one up. It's like, um, which makes me most kind of bullish for Whitewell is their own idea of everything that they're setting up is basically to create competition for themselves because they're actively saying our structure is modular. We are creating here the flash loan. So we are asking for other people to create bots that beat our bots, right? Which makes them hopefully then again, create better bots because they see new strategies and improve their own mechanism and that's just i think what people should try to do right they don't have a closed system they have an op open system and ask people to outperform them uh, and then we will see that hopefully white will just does the next step i like howard's thinking right you had him yesterday here uh, about competition and about being open and building everything modular i think that's the way forward yeah it'll it'll it's actually good to have i mentioned this yesterday it's very good to have a huge number of sort of like arbitrage and bot transactions, not only for bringing pegs into line, but also um, for just the transactional value, which then translates to a tax that goes back to the value accrual of Luna. So every single transaction on the network, whether it's you know, neutral or uh, uh, beneficial to you or negative, leads to some value for Luna, which as a Luna holder, everyone's happy. <laughs> now the donk is gone i suggest you don't buy a little bit to flip in about an hour i'm still here <laughs> i'm listening to you it's okay i'm still here <laughs> it's like he's talking about me but i'm still here <laughs> i'm sorry no wait give me three seconds and then i'm out and then you can start buying also the way token again right three two one see you later and bye oh good afternoon thank you yes thank you thank you Hey, Sefi, so I just wanted, I, I can't stay for long, but I just wanted to jump up here and say, I think you're dreaming if you think that it's going to come back to 10 cents. Um, <laughs> you're maybe right. <laughs> so, so, so the way I, I approach like this kind of thing and trying to figure out like where the market price is going to land, it's kind of like looking at the, looking at the circulation supply, looking at the FDV value of the 
protocol and then kind of comparing that to like similar protocols on Terra and where they are in terms of their market caps and their FPVs. And I think, I think we're probably in about the spot where it's going to land maybe like a little bit higher. Um, so it's interesting, the tokenomics of, of the whale token and the launch here. So essentially you've got this hundred million tokens that are in the LBP. Um, that's essentially going to be the initial uh, circulating supply. The only additions that are going to come in the short term to the uh, circulating supply are the, the there's a 3% airdrop, and so that's going to add another 30 million tokens. You've got the pylon pools, which aren't going to unlock for probably, I think, about another two months, maybe a little bit longer. And that's only the, the six-month pool that will start unlocking at that time, which has got the smallest amount of tokens in it. Um, and then there is a planned Star Terra launch, but I have no idea like how many tokens are going to be available in that launch and what price they're going to be uh, fixed at. Um, when we asked Sebastian the question on the AMA the other day, is very non-committal to like the, the the amount of tokens and the value of those tokens. And, and I got the impression from him that he hadn't settled on what price they were going to be offered at. So I expect that they won't be offered at like a huge, they probably won't be at the five cents that the pylon pools tokens are um, a price that because he probably doesn't want to like put bring a load of sell pressure onto his token by giving people like a an immediate like five six plus x on uh, on their on their vesting. Um, and then I think the the very interesting thing about the the whale token here is the the private sale and the team vests which don't vest until. Uh, 12 months time there's a 12 month cliff on those and i think there's like a 36 month vest on the on the team tokens and it's also quite a relatively small percentage of the tokens and then the final thing that we could add to the circulating supply is the vlp emissions and i think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because they're essentially going to own the, the entirety of their liquidity following this launch which means that the incentive to have like high LP emissions is very low. And I think that they're, they're planning on doing this, uh, this bonding uh, process, which I don't think we've got too many details on that for now. So I think for, for, the, for, the, for the next month, the circulating supply is probably going to range between 100 and 130 million. So if we come back down to 10 cents per token, you're talking about a $13 million market cap. and I think, uh, what would that be, a hundred, $100 million um, FDV? And like, you know, if we just compare to Nexus, for example, I think Nexus are operating at a uh, 600 million FDV. I think we've got Pylon, which is probably not far off a billion, a billion dollar FDV. I think that the value that people are going to get from White Whale is going to be fairly significant. So I think my my view is that it'll probably fall somewhere between like a 25 million and a 40 million market cap. Um, so hence my prediction probably at the end of this end of this pool, at the end of this LBP is I think that the price per token will probably land somewhere between 25 cents and 40 cents. Which which really represents a very nice um, return, by the way, on 
if that's true, then that represents a very nice return on the pylon gateway, quite frankly. Um, I, I did throw a hundred bucks, like I said, at 17 cents or so, and now it's worth 220, which is nice. But, uh, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be like nice if the floor maintains, I think, uh, somewhere north of, uh, somewhere in the 10 to 20 cent plus range would be a good, like place for things to settle over time. I, but yeah, it's so hard to tell for sure. That was awesome, by the way. And I, I certainly hope you're, you're absolutely correct. I'm really worried maybe foolishly about this transition to the one-to-one -one pool that that's kind of my one concern my second issue just kind of on the downside very modestly is that you know white whale is not kind of a retail concept okay it doesn't really help me in the classic lunatic of handling my luna right it's like something else. And so it'll be interesting to find out, you know, how many people buy in to, you know, trading using, you know, the whale versus, you know, Nexus versus uh, Stater, you know. But man, I'm, t I'm hoping that you're going to become the Mary Meeker of this uh, uh, business and just tell us the details of holdings and stuff like that. That was really useful. Thank you. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd actually probably disagree slightly with regards to it being a, a retail. I, I think this is the ultimate retail platform. It's, it's it, To me, it's almost the equivalent of holding your UST in in, in, in earn, right? It's, uh, it's going to be sort of in the range of the 20 to 30% APR return. The interface with the... Uh, with the platform itself is going to be super simple. You're just depositing UST into there and, and earning a return back in UST on there. Um, and then I think we were just talking just previously, you know, you mentioned it's not going to be like a, a lunar earner. Um, I think like in the not too, I, I think that the team were actually hoping that the lunar B lunar vault would be like available at launch, but that then, I think they're not quite red, not quite there yet. But as soon as they are, like, I think it, it you know, I, I don't know what the the returns on that are going to be, but I think it could be, you know, just as just as attractive, if not more attractive, than holding uh, Lunar X, uh, for example. So just just again, from my perspective, is that I think you know, White Whale and Astroport are the apex protocols kind of beyond the TFL, obviously ANC situation. Um, we, we definitely know from a market perspective out there in the wild, wild world that DEXs, you know, AMMs, you know, CEXs, whatever else have extreme value. So Astroport's going to be apex. I think Way Whale's going to be an apex. It's just this is just a timing thing for me, and I'm I'll be DCAing over the next three days and over the next three months, you know, into weight whale, because I'm going to want more that more than that hundred dollars that I put in, and I too am in the pylon pool, you know, believing that that's going to work out for me as well. So this is this is a great machine from my perspective. As as far as where I sort of sit at, I specifically went off and got enough. STT to be part of a faction. 
uh, specifically so that I could get in on the um, on the white whale IDO because I was sick and tired of um, losing on the uh, on the recruit um, lottery process. But I think some of the things that really excite me about uh, whale in particular with holding the peg and and its yielding on UST is that it's going to be encouraging people to be using um, anchors uh, borrow side without adding corresponding pressure onto the earn side because ultimately there is a limit to how much uh, anchor is going to be able to uh, to be dishing out of that 20 percent to be able to maintain it and the more not anchor uh, sources of ust yield that we can have the healthier that it's going to keep anchor and the healthier that it's going to keep the ecosystem as a whole and that's something i'm really excited for as for the the lunar be lunar yielding um if anyone wants to dm and, and talk about my personal experiences with that happy to say so but i won't be mentioning the api publicly <laughs> keeping that under wrap uh, I, I hate to i hate to break your heart on saying that it doesn't put pressure on the earn side i think it will put some pressure on the earn side because the intention is to hold uh the majority of the ust in anchor earn in between the arbitrations so i think uh, so so and that's to i guess to support the yield that they'll be paying out the answer given on on RAMA the other day was that um, they'll they'll kind of be holding some of the UST in a hot wallet, um, so that they can if they need to act super fast, uh, at, they they can and also they you know they won't be incurring like constant fees of taking the the cash in and out of earn, but they but they do intend on holding uh, a majority of that cash in earn as far as I'm aware. But don't you think a good portion of that UST going to White Whale will be coming out of the earn box that's right now? That's a good shout. That's a good shout. I think I think it'll be interesting to see absolutely like what is their yield. Um, Sebastian was really careful not to overpromise on what the yield's going to be, and he kind of said he expects it to be around about the same as earn um my, my anticipation it would be slightly over but he was he was really cautious not to not to over promise so i think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of like the apr on that and i think absolutely you're probably right why why not take your if they are able to slightly outperform anchor why not take your uh, money out of earn and put it into white whale especially if it's as seamless to take that cash in and out of the, uh, the white whale app as it is to out of the in and out of anchor exactly yeah that's exactly my thought i mean that's why i think you know we probably won't see much more than a 10 percent boost over earn because i think you know people are just going to move their ust out of earn and drop it on white whale and you know it, it's all going to depend on how much how much moves over the more that moves over, the less pie there is to go around. Well, the derivative markets in the United States, and I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the derivative markets, you know, in London or Japan, but um, they're at least 10x bigger than the primary markets. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure what that ha has in terms of implications for earn versus the whale return but i wouldn't necessarily worry too much about you know moving 
money from urn, you know, to the whale in the short term. Cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, anybody else got anything to say? I mean, my thought is as far as whale price goes, you know, I'm on the East coast of the U S and as soon as I woke up, checked the price and that's when this pump started happening. I really think we just see the U S aping in right now. And as we can see, you know, the question is whether or not this volume is going to keep up or not to give us another opportunity down lower. Um, I tend to think there will be, but who knows? The volume seems to be tapering off. U.S. seems to have shot their shot. And, um, you know, we're still at only a, what are we at? A 14, 14.86. So 14% whale, 86% UST. There's still a long way to go there. Two hour, two days, 12 hours, 26 minutes remaining. Um, my initial thought was like C5 is around five cents, but I, yeah, I don't know if we'll see that. Um, I was hoping also that Meow Trader would open up a limit order uh, functionality for this market as well. Just throw some stink bids in. I don't know if anyone has any information on that, if that will be available for us to um, throw some limit orders in on this pool or not. Does anybody have... I don't know, but I, I, perhaps I can check the smart contracts that he has used and and see if uh, it can be deployed, even if you're having to interact with the contracts through the Terra station or or something like that. But uh, let let me check that. Okay. Super yeah. code minus. <laughs> hey, uh, this is this is paying enough. <laughs> Are you the guy who's been running the ad bots on the on the Loon UST fair? Oh, what? what that's uh, that's what I would call a a destructive rather than constructive um, set of arbitrage plays. So it's <laughs> certainly nothing I I would be touching. I try and make sure that any any bot work or any arbitrage stuff that I do is constructive only. C5, if you could all give us like five minute warning before you announce that you're buying $100,000 worth of this, that'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, will do. <laughs> Sadly, I uh, I missed that 17 cents entry point by a little bit. I was distracted playing on um, uh, buying illiquid JPEGs. But um, if it does drop down to the five, I intend to go ham at it. If it goes up to the 45, well, I guess I won't feel so bad about my entry point. Yeah, either way, like I'm happy with um, no matter where that lands, I feel really good about the yield I'm getting just on my pylon gateway. So I feel like I win either way on that. Um, so <laughs> not financial advice, but something to definitely think about in terms of a lossless um, strategy, relatively speaking. Although the lockup periods, you know, might bother some people. I'm, I'm going to drop only uh, join sh short term. Personally, if we start to if we get to twenty cents or below, I'm going to start gaining uh, again, like I was doing earlier. So, um, good luck to all of you. Good chat. Yep. Catch everyone later. Right. Thanks, guys. Now, right, guys, if no one has anything else, yeah. we'll end her off. I'll just I'll, I'm just hoping that uh, Midas might be able to um. 
pull a rabbit out of the hat and see if we're able to uh, set limit orders on on Meow Trader, which I still find it absolutely hilarious that the first ones on Terra to figure out the limit orders is the bloody meme coin. I know. <laughs> yeah, they, that those guys, even all the meme coins that we have on Terra, they seem to have some kind of utility. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's funny that that you have the Meow coin and, and it has some interesting stuff that they're developing for Terra. You have Terra Flocky and they're doing also some crazy shit. You know, like sometimes you think that even uh, like on the whole Terra spirit is just to do uh, outdo ourselves and just make things better than other chains. So so I'm bullish on that spirit as well. Let me, uh, I'm, I'm checking here something about the submit order. I have to check the, the, the contract and how it was instantiated, but I think we might have some um, way of doing this. Uh, if if I find any way of doing this, uh, perhaps I can um, put it on on some uh, I, I don't know a medium post or something or a, a tweet thread. Let me check if this is possible. Okay. If you want to keep chatting, I can keep looking if this is possible, but um. Might take a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else have something to say? If not, look out for Midas's tweet thread, so we can all set our bids in for some whale token. My phone's at seven percent, and that's two thirty in the morning. So I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and end it off. Thanks for uh, joining the space. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was recorded on December 12, 2021, a space hosted by Crypto Money Life featuring CeFi and a whole bunch of other cats. You probably will know who they are when you hear their voice. Uh, they were talking about the whale IDO on Luna. Pretty good chat. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Watching these debates, like what a bunch of noise. When the illusion of choice outmaneuvers your voices. No one really knows what the fuck is going on here. Sitting in the bunker, waiting for the all clear. It's like we're getting steered towards the motherfucking iceberg. Captain all drunk deciphering where the ice lurks. And we thought 2020 was gonna be a nice year. Living with the plague like, who brought the mice here? Try to think of it as another simulation. Game full of bugs, but it's still fun to play it. Like we're aliens, beta testing Earth. Digging in the dirt trying to earn a little girth the beast is silent when it defeats the riders living outside trying to meet this virus if you want to watch it all burn from the sky rise delete the science and increase the righteous living like a jerk return to feed the worms vibing like a tree just breathing out the words be careful outside then police is violent feeling like i finally earned some peace and quiet <laughs> Sitting down to eat. 
eat a little piece of pie first Trying to be the fat kid you least admire Feast of fire when the beasts of burden Are getting all bored but at least we're certain We found the imposter living among us Fussing with hunches another big chungus Bludgeon don't worry the fungus will clean up the guts And get us to function on fleeting assumptions I'll see through the rust from rush to rush Shower stacked up like a bunch of junk So hush your muck before we stuff your luck And break your fucking neck to this like bust a bust Bleeding impulsive, the meeting controls it When breathing corrosive, no eating the bullshit Feeling the worth like it's gonna be a good year Now we're all tired, stop treading on the work here Ten spaces.